Oh, this is crazy, stupendous. I know the food pavilion here at the Wrestling Show Studios are fantastic, but haven't we got some more serious issues with Signore Alas Huipo and the person he is currently feasting with? Remember the person who we were told was dead? Do you remember Panakaku? Uh... Chapeau, it's actually pronounced. Oh, sacre blue stupendous. I'm over it right now. If you do not go and confront our good friend, Signore Alaswipo, and our other friend whom we thought was dead, I will confront them on my own, s'il vous plaît. Okay, Chapeau. Now... I never planned on eating my way through this entire food pavilion. I never knew it existed till now, but I did. And you know, I'm not proud of it, but you are absolutely correct. We must handle this situation right now. Now, where were we? Uh, well, I'll tell you one thing, stupendous. <clears throat> uh, the answers you seek will not be in your bowl of borscht and chops. Ah, chapeau, stupendous. What a, what a wonderful surprise to see you both here. But, but what brings you guys here on your day off, though? Qu'est-ce que c'est, Signore Alas Huipo? Listen, brother. <clears throat> Signore Alas Huipo, we were supposed to meet up earlier today in a parking lot, you know, for Panakeku. So, tell me, what in the blazes is going on? Now, is that... What's going on with you and Panakeku? What do you say? Uh, sorry about earlier, stupendous. I totally forgot we were supposed to meet. Uh, you know, I, I, I get so distracted here at the food pavilion. Oh, that's great enough, Signore Alas Huipo. You and stupendous both seem to get incredibly distracted around food. But... I must know what is going on. Are you here with Panakeku and why? Uh, Panakeku? Uh, no, uh, Panakeku died recently. Uh, 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 but hey, uh, chapeau, uh, stupendous. Let me introduce you to uh, someone important. Uh, it's uh, Panakeku's twin brother. He's come a long way. It's Waffle. Waffle? Uh, wait. Panakeku has a has a brother. It's time for the wrestling show to take a very cynical look back at a week of WWE wrestling. Tonight we start with the flagship. It's Monday Night Hurrah! Next. We go to the WWT NXT Universe with the NXT 2.0. Then we travel away across the pond and visit the NXT UK. And finally, to wrap up the show with some Friday Night Smackdown. So, with a massive show ahead, Maestro... Sing us in, if you please. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three. Lip really loves wrestling. He likes to talk about...
about it too If you like to watch wrestling as he do Come and join us on the wrestling show On the wrestling show On the wrestling show Baby It's time for the wrestling show to take a very cynical look back at representing the WWE and live from Norfolk, Virginia, it's Monday Night Hurrah! Air date, May 16th, 2022. It is the road to hell in a cell starts here. Let's go! Hello, hello, welcome to Hollow Wrestling Show. I am Lip Hazlywood, and tonight we are going to start with our coverage of what happened at the past episode of Raw. Now, with a whopping seven matches on the card today, but before we do that, before we get started, just a, a quick shout out. A shout out to the non-competitors. Now, first, the authority figure. Now he is Adam Pierce. Then, next, getting the backstage scoops and the pre-match interviews. It's Kevin Patrick and uh, Sarah Schreiber. And last, but certainly not least, the announcing team slash the commentators, the play-by-play -play guys, the hosts. Of Raw, they are Corey Graves and the other two, who are Jimmy Smith and the ever jacked Byron Saxton. Now, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Now, we all start with uh, a special notification. This is uh, a Cody Rhodes appearance, a countdown to Cody Rhodes. That's right. Cody Rhodes is a very special man in WWE, and he's going to have uh, he's going to answer the call of uh, what happened with Seth Rollins, and uh, apparently he's going to go on in due time, and we all know when he's going to because this is a countdown. It's a very important countdown to Cody Rhodes. The pompous ass. This is how pompous he is. He needs this countdown. He's, this is yes, right. Cody Rhodes. Ugh. So here we go. Now with that done, we go into the ring. Now with a grudge match, um, uh, going to be an epic grudge match. It is Bobby Lashley versus Amos. Now this time it's in a steel cage because last time Amos won the match with the help with, uh, of course, MVP. Helped the last match, uh, clobbering um, Bobby Lashley head with his cane. Now this time will he get involved? Well, I know shenanigans will happen in this match because before the match even starts, um, Bobby Lashley is attacked by uh, a former friend, former, uh, I guess, club member uh, in the Hurt Business. It is Cedric uh, Alexander comes and attacks uh, Bobby Lashley outside the ring. Now, I'm not sure what was what it was supposed to do. Uh, maybe it's supposed to uh, incapacitate Bobby Lashley before the match. It didn't do anything. <clears throat> I guess the only thing it's doing is uh, keeping uh, Cedric into some sort of storyline. I mean, 
so he's not really going to obscurity completely. Uh, Cedric is a good talent, and uh, he's uh, he's just uh, swimming around and you know he's obscurity. He's practically he's practically in a twenty four seven championship picture. <clears throat> so finally, when the, the match actually does start. It's back and forth. It's a fun match back and forth. Uh, Bobby Lashley uh, finally gets the upper hand and then tries to go to make an exit, climbing to climbing the steel cage. But it is Cedric Alexander climbs up the cage and cuts him off at the pass. Whereas nothing good with Cedric. Cedric gets uh, thrown off the cage into the ring. So I thought this were a, a huge thing's going to happen where uh, Cedric and Almost gets together or something's going to happen where eh, a turning point in the match would happen there with that's going to involve Cedric but nothing Cedric is just a fodder you know just to get uh, um, Bobby Lashley off the uh, off the top of the ring you know cage so it was pretty sad it was unused potential there so Bobby Lashley gets into the ring um, Almost and him scuffle a little bit Almost uh, just absolutely trashes uh, Lashley picks him up and then chucks him into the steel cage now the segment of the steel cage he threw him to was thankfully only being held together with velcro oh my gosh <clears throat> it's just like a uh, a drawbridge from a castle over a moat you know uh, that's how this cage peeled open and Bobby Lashley uh, was on the other side of the drawbridge mm-hmm and of course, this is where it gets hilarious. <clears throat> now, Bobby Lashley ate them for like 30 seconds or more, you know, before he decides to get up and walk off the cage and to win. Now, Bobby Lashley, no, <clears throat> I should say almost. He just stood there proud of himself. Hey, look at, look at MVP, I did it. I threw him through the cage. Ha ha, oh, look, I'm a winner. But no, no, he just sat there appreciating. He's just a fast, uh, you know, Vasking in his own glory. <clears throat> so, yes, of course, uh, Bobby Lashley wins, almost loses. What are you going to do? What's going to lead to? Who knows? And would Cedric Alexander still be around? Most likely. But right now, we go into the ring with match number two. With two. With Tui. Of course, it's Mustafa Ali. Uh, he's finally getting his, uh, his uh, chance against um, Theory. Of course, it doesn't say it's going to be a... Uh, contenders match or a uh, championship match for the uh, United States Championship but hey here we go this is how it's gonna go um, Austin or Theory or Theodore as some call him um, decides to make this match um, he calls upon his powers of being an official of Sonya Deville of being a Karen of uh, having the ability to contact Miss McMahon anytime he wants to change something I don't know it is ridiculous so he makes the match Miz as a special guest referee but then also he decided he didn't want to wrestle either. So he makes this match um, Mustafa Ali versus Veer Mahan. And of course, Miz as a special guest referee, everything is going against, you know, uh, Mustafa Ali. Mustafa, I mean, in all kind, in, in the real world, you know, you're just like, you know what? Clearly, this is, this is the world's against me today. I'm not supposed to win this match. Yeah, I, I might just get a count out. I might just walk away from this whole situation. So he could have just walked away, did a count out, but no, he went on a match, despite of everything knowing that's going to happen. Of course, Theory does get involved. Miz doesn't see what happens. And then Miz, of course, does his job, where uh, Veer Mahan gets tossed out the ring, you know. Um, I guess uh, um, 
Mustafa was going for some sort of uh, tope, but Miz gets in the way because he's doing count now, counting uh, Veer out the ring. Mustafa gets all, you know, gets all, he gets all actually, it gets in Miz's face. How dare you? You're a terrible referee. This is all a, a scam. This is, oh, it's Sami Zayn, but for real. It's a conspiracy. And then, of course, Miz gets all upset, puts his palms, palms, the disrespect there, palms uh, Mustafa Ali's face and pushes him, tries to push him down. Wow. That's, I don't know, that's pretty disrespectful, even if we're wrestling. So he does that. Um, Ali gets all upset, and then he turns to uh, Veer, where Veer gives him a nice lariat, and then uh, puts him into the uh, um, uh, um, cervical clutch. Now, I thought this. I thought for sure, um, what's that, uh, Miz might, not, might see something that never happened. A call the match over, like uh, the Miz man did with Shawn Michaels and uh, Brett. No, never happened. It's over. He tapped, but he didn't tap. But no, Mustafi taps out. And then at the end, it is uh, um, Theodore, Miz, and uh, I guess Veer all uh, getting a uh, selfie in. For good times. Let the good times roll. Until, of course, the Mysterios make their way back in to help out some uh, Ali, Mustafa Ali. Now, could this be a trio in the making? Miz, or uh, Ray, uh, Dominic, and Mustafa? I doubt it. But regardless, you know, I was wondering where the uh, Mysterios went. I guess uh, Dominic is uh, healed properly and uh, now continuing their program with The Miz. I thought that was over. I was pretty happy about that. But it's, I guess it's not over yet. Miz and the Mysterios continue. So now here we go. We got some controversy in Raw today. It is, uh, of course was supposed to be the main event was supposed to be a six women tag team match uh the tag team champions naomi and uh sasha banks and their tag team partner uh oscar versus becky lynch dewdrop and uh nikki almost a superhero but apparently i guess uh the, the champions sasha banks and uh, naomi hit the bricks they, uh, hit the bricks they guess uh, the uh, trolls of wrestling, the, the uh, puppet, Muppets, I should say, because uh, they got so much fake hair, <laughs> Naomi and <laughs> Sasha Banks. It's ridiculous. They look like Muppets in the ring. But regardless of what I think about they look like, they are still the champions, the women's tag team champions. And they decided that, you know what? We're going to take our ball and go home because we think we're more important than this match. So here's the thing. I personally don't think um, the women's tag team division uh, or tag team champions, the uh, champion belts in the division is, makes any sense at all. They barely even have a tag team division in the women's division in the first place. Um, they, none of their tag teams have lasted two years. So this whole tag team division is a farce in the first place. But I do think, I do think, however, that the women's need, the women's division needs a secondary belt. But the tag team, the tag team belt is not the thing it's got to be an individual belt and it's got to represent something um but that's another episode so this time it's becky lynch backstage saying you know what if they're gonna go off they're gonna leave I, i'm gonna go home too but you know what um because they left i think it's only right that i get my championship match with bianca belair but uh i guess uh, adam pierce had a better idea 
and up higher ups than they did. They had to scramble for this one. It is uh, ends up becomes a one-on-one -on -one match. Um, Oscar versus Becky Lynch for the number one contendership or the uh, championships. Because I'm thinking, I don't know. Uh, it's ridiculous. So here we go. But now it's uh, we got ourselves a huge match. It is uh, representing RKO, RK Bro, I should say. It's a riddle. Now his one-on-one -on -one match is with from representing SmackDown and the SmackDown Championships and the Bloodline. It's Jimmy Uso. Now of course uh, um, Jay Uso's with Jimmy, but guess who's not with Riddle? No, Randy Orton was not there today. It's true. So Riddle was their fend for herself, and Randy was not there to watch his back. And of course, this whole match was uh, Jay Uso getting involved, making himself presence known, trying to help his bro win this battle against Randy or against Riddle. <clears throat> you know, uh, but here's the end sequence. It is uh, Jimmy Uso with a, I guess, a matchbook cover style pin. Jay Uso tries to prop him up. With um, support, he, he crawls into the ring, uh, he slides into the ring and, uh, you know, he pushes on his brother so he gets more leverage on uh, Riddle. The referee goes down, bad angle and all. He goes for the count, one, two, he gets intuition, oh, my spidey senses. He stands up and he sees that, of course, uh, Jimmy is cheating, Jay has got his back, literally. And says, oh, no, 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 not anymore. And the next thing you know, the referee's out, throwing out. Jey Uso for the match, and Jimmy is irate. How dare you! Oh, 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 oh! And this is where now last week Riddle got a big win with over. They could same basic ending, a distraction. Someone wasn't expecting it, and then Riddle turns person around with a uh, what's that? Uh, the Bro Derek, it's, you know, a cheeky Bro Derek with a big victory. This could have easily has been like uh, he turns, he spins around. Uh, Jimmy Uso turns around and gets kicked in the stomach or something like that. And a nice um, RKO. Boom. Stuns. Done. You know, but no, 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 no. This has got to be what it's got to be. This is the uh, Xavier Woods finish. So uh, basically, Jimmy, um, Jimmy Uso takes it in the rear with a uh, maestro um, with the inside cradle. Um, roll up by Riddle. Gained a big victory. Now, going for next week will be a unification match. I guess this is not looking good for the Usos. You know, uh, taking that dub, taking that L. And, of course, Riddle, without the help of anybody, not even his good friend, Randy Orton. So now, with that, we go backstage with Kevin Patrick with uh, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan uh, talking about she wants revenge on her former love. And uh, the former person she was riding coattails of, Rhea Ripley. Now, we got into the whole thing with fear. Uh, it's interrupted with uh, the pervs of the WWE, apparently. Wow. You're going to get a bad rap. Everybody's thinking that. It's true. Not just me. But Los Lotharios, Angel and Humberto think, Hey, uh, Maria couldn't be here today. Can you be our kid in kiss cam? He's like, that. thank you, but no thank you. You know, I'm desperate, but not that desperate. You know, if you guys had tag team belts, maybe... Maybe, of course she would have, but they're not. And they're uh, it's Humberto and uh, Angel, and they're getting, they're just they're getting no respect in the WWE these days. You know they they are literally um, what's that uh, Lucha House Party 2.0. Mm -hmm. They are anything but uh, taken seriously right now by WWE. So right there, AJ Styles 
and Finn Balor come and swoop in to save Liv Morgan to offer her uh, 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 an offer or something, uh, uh, you know, uh, something, a gift she could not refuse. Um, an offer she couldn't refuse. An offer, an offer. <laughs> and that is to accompany them to ringside on their match. And Liv Morgan's like, I don't think about it. That's perception of the whole thing, but reality she's like, oh, yes, yes, and yes again. <laughs> Relevancy, here I come. And of course, we got ourselves uh, Judgment Day, uh, Edge with uh, Damien Priest and uh, um, Rhea Ripley. I think at this time, with I think there, there is controversy with uh, Roman Reigns going on right now, backstage stuff, shenanigans. I don't dare get into, but you know, if that's all true, Roman Reigns may be in trouble. So uh, I think uh, Edge is going in a perfectly, maybe this is a perfect time for Judgment Day to uh, take over, become the main attraction of the WWE. Edge edging himself in, or Fate taking control of the belts. That'll be interesting. Or at least one, anyways. But here we go. We go into the ring now. It's a tag team match of uh, AJ Styles, Finn Balor versus Los Lotharios. Now with Maria, their uh, niece, not in uh, the audience today. Who, what are they going to do? Well, they had to look extra long, extra hard for Maria's sister. That's right. So they got the uh, Tejkara. But this is the thing. It is uh, Los Lotharios. I think they are some of the greatest talents in wrestling. But they, they, like I always say, the WWE, they just can't keep any tag teams together none of them i mean there are a few that there, there are tag teams in wrestling in the wwe uh, but there's very few in raw and smackdown you know in nxt yes yes but uh the raw and smackdown they dissipate like uh ascension like the uh lucha house party so many of them you know viking raiders went down to, back down to nxt like i say but here we go it was just embarrassment for humberto and angel ending sequence was uh um what's that uh finn balor setting up humberto for the corner drop kick he launches himself to the corner and that right after he launches himself angel throws himself into the corner turnbuckle like a buffoon like an idiot like a stupido oof mister i missed threats it was so ridiculous so angel looking like a buffoon and then uh of course uh Finn Balor with a beautiful masterful corner dropkick drops uh, Humberto and then of course a big spectacular finish by the Bullet Club uh, AJ Styles flies off the top rope with the springboard with a phenomenal forearm to uh, Angel Oof! he's out and then right after that is a coup de grace on Humberto Oof! then Finn Balor and AJ Styles celebrate their unexpected win, their totally expected win. And then it is, they invite Liv Morgan into the ring. And then, yes, she's successful. She fully attached herself to AJ Styles and Finn Balor's coattails. Here's to Liv Morgan surviving in the WWE universe. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world and one must, one must do to survive. And she's all happy. I did it! So now here we go, Kevin Owens and Alpha Academy trying to disprove the fact that uh, Elias is, uh, um, what's that, Ezekiel's brother, older brother. So it doesn't really matter. They got the stupid DNA test and apparently DNA test has uh, been uh, obscured with barbecue sauce, doesn't matter, but it comes out to end up the result in this is uh, um, 
Alpha Academy's Chad Gable versus Ezekiel later on. So, but right now, we got ourselves a women's match. Now, last week was embarrassment. It was, uh, this is Alexa Bliss versus Sonya Deville 2. Last week was their first time together. Alexa Bliss with her updated gimmick, I suppose. I think uh, Alexa Bliss is now the rocker, the rock chick, you know. Uh, you know, Cora Jade's a skater girl, and she's a rocker. Ah, old school 80s girl rock. And okay, it, it, last week was embarrassment. Um, it didn't prove anything. Alexa Bliss win, won by two moves, the uh, DDT and the, uh, with the, the Twisted Bliss. Done. This week was a longer match, but nonetheless didn't prove anything to anybody. It just made both of them look silly in the ring. It wasn't a very well-structured match, um, uh, but something there was a point that had to be made in this match. Now, here's the, the end sequence here. Sonya Deville gets, uh, knocks Alexa Bliss down. Right, goes to the corner, turnbuckle, um, takes off the padding off the uh, turnbuckle itself, and then tries to pull off the padding. Well, the turnbuckle uh, padding, um, the cushion. Well, she tried to untie the cushion, you know, to the uh, turnbuckle that on the ropes. Okay, so she's doing that, and the referee's like, "No, oh, what you doing?" So now here's the thing: the, the turnbuckle pad is still perfectly fine on there, just a little bit, a um, little bit laced, a little, little bit loose now, but it's still on there fine. So even if it's off, the referee does not pick it up and put it back on. Oh, it is what it is, you know. Perhaps even kick it out of the ring, you know. So here's the thing: while the referee decides to like, oh well, I'll show you. Not, this thing's going to be on there and secured. So the referee secures, tries to secure the thing all back on. And this time, uh, Sonya Deville gives uh, Alexa Bliss a spine buster, a spine buster, and expects to finish a match with a spine buster. Really, whatever. So she does a spine buster. Sonya Deville covers Alexa Bliss, expecting the three count. Referee clearly still trying to put the uh, the turnbuckle back on. Goes there late. Alexa Bliss kicks out and uh, I guess turns things around for herself. Uh, some skirmishing happened and gives, uh, well, but Mensa, uh, Sonya Deville gets herself into the DDT, a, Sony, um, a Alexa Bliss DDT. Alexa Bliss plants her on her head and with a big victory, it is uh, Alexa Bliss with her new thing. Even though she's still with Lily, she's on to a rock and roll mood. She's a rock and roll girl now. So, and uh, here's the thing, Sonya Deville really upset over losing that one, losing that embarrassing match, and she confronts the referee. And then, uh, not liking what she's hearing, she slaps him in the face, whoppo! So now, this is just another uh, rung in the ladder, she's going down, you know, if, uh, eventually leaving the WWE. You know, I think uh, Sonya Deville eventually will no longer be a part of WWE. This is just storyline, bring her down, and out you go. But so I think uh, Sonya Deville is just, uh, eh, she's, a, she's an okay wrestler, but you know, hey, I think TNA, -A -T -N -A, or what's that, uh, All Elite? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just talking shit. But speaking of talking shit, finally, the time has come for the ultimate shit talker, Mr. Self-Important, Mr., uh, you know, uh, smug. It is Cody Rhodes. I need to be loved. Cody Rhodes. I'll even start my own company to be loved and be number one. Um, he comes out there and he's talking about Seth Rollins and something. I don't know. I'm not sure. I wasn't really paying much attention to Cody Rhodes. After all, I'm not a big fan. But regardless, he does come up with a great idea. He's, he challenges Seth Rollins at 
Hell in a Cell, the first match to be set up. Now, what's going to happen here at Hell in a Cell? I'm not sure what kind of match, but uh, Seth Rollins on the Jumbotron accepts and buries some uh, Cody Rhodes with some amazing promo. So, Hell in a Cell, Cody Rhodes, Seth freaking Rollins in an unknown match, not disclosed yet. Who knows? It's going to be an interesting match. It's going to be Hell in a Cell. Some stipulation, some wild stipulation, I'm sure. But even though I don't think Seth Rollins needs any stipulation to make a match, phenomenal from his side. So now here we go. We got uh, ourselves the Alpha Academy's Chad Gable versus Ezekiel. Now alongside of uh, Chad Gable, it's going to be Otis 4.0 and Kevin Owens. Now in this match was pretty fun. You know, even though uh, Otis did try to help out his friend uh, by uh, clobbering some uh, Elias, or should I say Ezekiel, outside the ring, beknownst to the referee, which gave Chad Gable a good chance to win. But in the end, it was 4.0 again trying to distract uh, um, Elias or Ezekiel in the ring there. He gets kicked off, high knee off the ring apron. Of course, every time Otis gets knocked off the ring apron, he's out there for, he's, he's not coming back for at least a couple minutes. And so in the ring, it is uh, Chad Gable trying to do a cheeky roll-up on uh, Ezekiel. Doesn't work. Gets another cheeky roll-up. Another roll-up. You know, and that's when uh, Ezekiel kicks out, and they call it the roll-up, but he just uh, kicks out and slides over onto uh, um, Chad Gable's chest and picks his leg and gets a pin. Not even a good roll-up. I'm not even sure what the, if that's a roll-up. I'm not even sure. Uh, but it is Ezekiel or, you know, Elias with a big win. Wow. It's hilarious that they're keeping on going with that because right now there's so many wrestlers in the WWE that's either changing gimmick or changing name. And there are none of them except for this one decides that, oh, I'm going to be the brother of my old gimmick or my old name. <laughs> Regardless, it's, it's carrying on. What's going to happen? Kudos. But right now, we got ourselves uh, some uh, Lacey Evans being finally having some ring time mm -hmm. going into the ring itself, but not as a fighter. Nope, nope. This is just basically another vignette over Lacey Evans' new gimmick of uh, instead of <laughs> you know, that weird snarky, uh, I don't know what the heck she was doing with uh, Ric Flair before she left with her baby, baby. Uh, she's back. Okay, now she's, uh, she's now like a uh, Dusty Rhodes. She's just a common woman. And going with all the tropes, trying to get the fans on her side, going, the troops, people, the troops. Yes, oh my gosh, I don't know. It's like she uh, she was pandering big time to the crowd. Um, but hey, you know, she's a common woman now. She represents, I'm every woman. I'm Lacey Evans. You're no better than me, but I'm no better than you. Something like that. So here we go. Now the main event match. It is Oscar versus Becky Lynch for number one contenders. Now since uh, um, what's that? Uh, Naomi and uh, Sasha Banks decided to leave. You know, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but regardless, it happened. So with uh, Bianca Belair, now I guess she had enough uh, enough instructions what to do. Uh, so she decides to join ringside because she's supposed to be there, uh, not doing any commentary because uh, she doesn't know what to say. Uh, after all, she was supposed to be part of the six woman tag. No, not. And okay, so now it happens. Uh, it, in the ring was really good fighting, not a good rude wrestling. It's Oscar versus Becky Lynch, two of the great wrestlers out there. I do make fun of Becky a lot, calling her uh, cyberpunk. Uh, uh, Raggedy Ann, 
you know, Moon Boots Becky, uh, too many uh, um, ponytails Becky. But Becky Lynch brings it in the ring. She's a good uh, competitor, and she understands wrestling itself. So she goes out the ring and antagonizes um, Bianca Belair. Mm -hmm. This is, uh, she needs this to happen. So, of course, uh, Asuka comes out, and uh, Becky and Asuka scuffle out there. Becky ends up using Asuka as a battering ram, throwing Asuka into Bianca Belair. And then throwing Asuka back in the ring, and she wants to antagonize some more Bianca Belair because she needs to has this to happen. So Bianca Belair trying to climb on her seat. Becky Lynch with a big face wash with her foot puts just puts her foot across put puts her foot across uh, Bianca's face and just pushes her down a bit. Just so humiliating. And then she urges Bianca to get in the ring. Bianca jumps onto the ring apron. Referee's like, no, 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 no. I'm supposed to turn here now and then tell you and talk to you a little bit. But the dangers of, I don't know. So while that's happening, while the ref is being distracted with uh, Bianca Belair, um, Becky Lynch takes them on herself to go to the corner and grab Asuka's umbrella and use it as a weapon against Asuka. But as soon as she does that, she turns around and Asuka's ready for Becky. And in the face is classic Asuka with the COVID spray right in the face. Becky getting COVID spray in the face, green COVID spray in the face, in the mouth, everywhere. And of course, Asuka with the pin. Becky Lynch, not happy about the whole thing. You know, after all, she's got to get the COVID test now. She could be really sick over this, you know. Um, so who knows? I'd say this is cause for a rematch, maybe. Maybe thinking she can get something out of this. Becky Lynch, uh, because of this huge, uh, uh, I guess, uh, Monkey Wrench, the uh, Sasha Banks is Naomi caused the WWE. But I, I just say this: the uh, women's uh, tag team division is uh, it's it's pretty much non-existent in a WWE right now, and uh, the belts are uh, irrelevant. Like I always say, the the WWE, the women, they need two belts, but I don't think the uh, uh, tag team championship it is it is the one that they need. They need a secondary though, but not the tag team. They need another individual belt. But next week will be huge. It's going to be Team RK Bro versus the Bloodlines Usos for a tag team belt unification match. Now, if we know anything, if uh, the rumors are true about Roman Reigns and the Bloodline uh, being not in good favor of the Vince McMahon, this would say a lot. If uh, who, who unifies the belt, if it unifies at all. Okay, so with that said... That wraps it up for this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. However, we will be covering the NXT 2.0 right after this short break. So, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Farting. We all do it. It's not only a fact of life, it's also a completely normal bodily function. To live is to fart, but I had a special calling, a call to action. Hi, I'm Cody Rhodes, founder and CEO of Wind Express. This all elite product is for people like me, whom, like many of you out there, I too suffer from IFSF. That's insufferably foul-smelling farts. Now, through many, many years of trial and error, we discovered that forever for suppressing one's fart will only lead to a quick death. 
after just a few short, fartless years. We at WinExpress created a breakthrough technology, patent WinX. This technology actually alters the perfume of one's farts to any fragrance we offer. Like me, join the millions who say yes to life. Order today and we will add our brand new product. The uh, fart noise cancellation insert for free. With the fart noise cancellation insert, you can now fart anonymously. Windex must be used in a daily for full effectiveness. Sudden stoppage of Windex after extended usage may cause worsening of flatulence. Lewisling Show Baby It's time for the wrestling show to take a very cynical look back at representing the WWE Universe and live from the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, it's the NXT 2.0 air date May 17th, 2022. The road to in your house. Let's go. Webo. Webo. Welcome back, listener. I'm Lip Hazlywood, and this is a La Wrestling Show's very cynical look back at what transpired at the latest taping of the NXT 2.0. Now, with a an astounding seven matches on the card tonight, there is a lot to cover. But first, we start with the most important, I think, the non-competitors, the commentators, Slash the hosts, or I'd even say the narrators of the show. It is Vic. There might be a hockey fight breaking out. Joseph. And I think uh, my favorite, my personal favorite commentator out there. It is uh, Wade Barrett, number one. And my number two, I'd say it has to be probably uh, um, Andy Shepard. It's true. Okay, so, um, and doing, and doing all all the pre-match interviews and getting all the scoops. It's their very own Mackenzie Mitchell. So here we go. And without further ado, of course, uh, let's get on with today's show. Now today's show starts off with a banger, banger. And I'm not talking about sausages. I'm talking about some good old fashioned uh, tag team match. And um, three out of the four in this tag team are, are involved in the title picture, the North American title players. And they are, uh, from one of them is Carmelo Hayes, the former North American champion with his tag team partner and number one hype guy, Trick Williams. Versus, of course, wannabe, the champion, Solo Sokoa, who wants next. And who's Solo's partner? It is the current champion, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Get time to get Grammy. I'm not sure what that means, but here we go. So now here we're in the ring here. It was a fun match through and through. It was a good match, you know. Um, all four competitors are very good, very uh, very skilled. So the end sequence, let's get to. It is Solo Sokoa who tags himself in. He gets in there. And once he gets in there, he is com confronted by both um, Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes, both 
uh, double team and try to. And then uh, it is uh, Cameron Grimes who comes back in the ring, help out. He super kicks Trick Williams down. But then it is uh, Carmella Hayes who does a high cross, just mashes uh, Cameron Grimes to the forearm, to the forehead. And then he goes, he succumbs to uh, Solo Sokoa who gets uh, Cameron, Carmelo Hayes and slams him down, goes up the top rope for a massive Uso splash. But before he can do that, Trick Williams gets back in the picture. But Trick Williams is taken out yet again by Cameron Grimes with a massive cave-in. Um, so yeah, he, he jumps as a cave-in. So that gets in the way. Uh, so he's put out the side and it's just uh, Solo Scoia just uh, to finish off the Uso splash, which he does. I think it's uh, kind of weird because uh, Carmelo Hayes, he's been sitting there for lying there for quite some time now. He could have easily have got his uh, second win and rolled out of the way, but he did not. He got squashed and he lost. And so after the match, it's all about, oh, I'm next. I got next. Even though we all know um, Carmelo Hayes is supposed to get next, but he never really did get his rematch, did he? Did he really? Okay. Now with that, we go backstage with their very own Mackenzie Mitchell with... Uh, Pretty Deli, the tag team champions of NXT 2.0. Pretty Deli, I believe they are new, newly named. Uh, Elton Prince and Kit Wilson wearing the best uh, women's blouses that they can possibly find. Um, yeah, I don't know. They, they really like pushing the limit on uh, wearing women's blouses. But they're talking about, um, of course, uh, Diamond Mines, the Creed Brothers, and uh, they look forward to uh, the Creed Brothers losing to the Viking Raiders later on today. So now with that said, we go into the ring with a round one um, tournament for the women's breakout tournament, round one. And it is uh, between uh, Lash Legend and Tatum Paxley. Now granted, both these wrestlers, uh, Lash and Tatum, they're not uh, total noobs, but maybe still green but they have wrestled in the NXT before. Lash Legend, however, has been more successful than Tatum Paxley was. Because Tatum hasn't, I don't believe Tatum has to, has, I, I, don't believe, I don't think Tatum actually won a match yet. So what's going on with this match? Uh, I would imagine this would be a good match. Lash Legend uh, brings the fire. She's a very uh, intense competitor in the ring. But it's just weird because Tatum Paxley had this weird move in her mind that she wanted to do is this uh, electric chair drop she wants to do onto uh, Lash Legend while Lash is like so much bigger than Tatum it just would look silly if she did it but Lash just okay so first time she tried it early on in the match she tried to get she went underneath the Lash's legs and tried to lift her up under her shoulders and this is her fresh and she couldn't do it and later on a match where her knee was being targeted by Lash. Mm -hmm. She tried it again. She tried to pick up Lash Legend into the Lester chair drop, but she couldn't do it again. Which I'm thinking, what what is going on? Going to do? I mean, this is insanity, isn't it? Uh, you know, uh, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Well, regardless, she tried the same electric chair, um, and she didn't succeed. Lash got off her shoulders and kicked her right in the face with what? A bro kick! A bro! It wasn't really a bro kick, but it was it was a bro kick. It was uh, how it's done. A pump kick is a bro kick. Mm -hmm. It's not the Claymore, although 
Claymore is a little more off the feet, you know, more like a drop kick, uh, drop kick push, a drop kick, a jumping push kick with a, eh, it doesn't matter. But regardless, Lash Legend with a big win over Tatum Baxley. And moving on to round two. Round two, but okay. Now here we go. Hey, we go backstage there with the Tony D'Angelo. Hey, I'm Tony D'Angelo with my two poor kids here. Hey, my Goombas. They make kids. Uh, it's I'm so poor I can't rub two times together. And hey, I got so many bills are piling up. I'm I got a bunch of stacks of bills. So they're talking about their uh, they're growing up in their Goomba days. Hey, my Goomba days. Hey, Goomba Goomba. Uh, basically, it comes down to this. Um, the uh, Batman trio of villains uh, are going after uh, uh, what's that? Uh, Legado del Fantasma, and right now it's uh, Tony. Uh, it's Tony D'Angelo looking for uh, Santos Escobar one on one without anybody there, without the Goon Squad. That's right. So hey, he sticks two times. He stick back. He. But we know how that's gonna happen, right? You know, right? So here we go. From uh, two stacks and, and, and two dimes and stacks, we go to Duke Hudson back there, talking to uh, Mackenzie Mitchell. Right? What's next for Duke Hudson? Because I don't know if he's still a tag team with, uh, you know, uh, Dexter Loomis, or uh, is anything going on with him and uh, um, Persia Parata? Parata. Who knows? But right now he's gonna answer it all. But Baba! What's going on? What's going on? Braun Breaker. That's what's going on. Hey, that's disrespectful, eh? What, what the hell? What the heck? Braun Breaker disregards, goes directly to the ring. Where he likes to confront, I guess, which is really strange. I cannot believe it. He wants to confront uh um you know, Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy. <laughs> My gosh, he uh now Joe Casey invited him to be part of the family, his family, you know, I mean, uh, he did try it before, um, didn't work over, uh, but regardless, he says no, but he actually just wants to beat up some Joe Casey, and I can't believe Joe Casey's on top, he is the number one contender for the NXT championship belt, him, for all people, I cannot believe it, um, yeah, that's sad, it's sad that, uh, you know, come on now. Um, Joe Gacy is just a Bray Wyatt wannabe. He's a crazy person, man. Okay, so Joe Gacy comes out and he uh, he, he talks about the match and stuff like that and uh, it's accepted. But uh, there's a stipulation brought in by Joe Gacy. Here's a stipulation <laughs> by me, a nobody. You know, because there's no, there's no officials in the NXT. I guess it's just a wild place where people go, like Thunderdome. Make your own rules if you like. You're not a champion, doesn't matter. So Joe Casey makes his own rules. He wants, now, this one here. So if you get disqualified, Braun Breaker, you lose your championship belt. Which is an absolute stupid thing. I'm like, oh my God, really? <laughs> like how many, how many ways can someone get disqualified and the other one wins? You know? Or how many times can you, your person who gets disqualified? I mean, here we go. Like uh, Braun Breaker can lose for if Joe Gacy gets himself uh, tackled, beaten up by, say, uh, um, Harlan comes back and uh, takes off his robe and beats up some uh, Joe Gacy in the match, right? Referee's like, oh, that's it, that's disqualification. You know, it's uh, that's right, Joe Gacy wins by disqualification. So does that mean uh, Joe Gacy gets, it's so ridiculous, so ridiculous. 
And speaking of ridiculous, to non-ridiculous, it is uh, Wesley's situation. He's supposed to have a match with Zion Quinn, but apparently Zion is injured yet again. He's a, he's, his perception is a tough guy, but he really is a snowflake, I guess. Either that, or he's ducking Wesley. Mm -hmm. But fear not, Wesley. We got Nathan Fraser coming in. Oh, yeah, he got no mentioning today. Oh, how about fighting me, Nathan Fraser? It's like, you don't want any of this, Nathan Fraser. I'm very angry. I'm a very angry guy, and I want it's all directed to Zion Quinn. You don't want any of this, but we bring it all. So that's going to be a good match. It's theoretically, on paper, this should be one heck of a match, one barn burner. Um, Nathan Fraser versus Wesley. You can't go wrong with that, can you? We'll find out. And we go into the ring. Now, this is a second chance for the Viking Raiders to get some uh, uh, redemption over their loss with the Creed Brothers of Diamond Mine. Now, the last time they fought, uh, the Viking Raiders got their first loss in the NXT 2.0. Now, their losing in the main roster is nothing uncommon because they lose all the time in Raw and SmackDown. But NXT 2.0, they're winners here. But uh, they, they lost last week because Roderick Strong came with a flying knee to Eric's head and Eric just lost after the match. So this week, would there be different? So it's Viking Raiders versus the Creed Brothers. And with the Creed Brothers are, um, of course, the leader of the Diamond Mine. It is Roderick Strong and a new member, Damon Kemp. I always think this, whatever happened to Malcolm Bivens? Malcolm Bivens, who started Diamond Mine. Where it happened to Malcolm? Will Malcolm make a return sometime soon? Has been kidnapped by Santos Escobar. Who knows? But here we go. Uh, now they start the match. This match was fun. You know, back and forth. They both had their thing. Both had their moments. And uh, we go to a big, big moment in a match. It is uh, Brutus Creed, I believe. Brutus Creed with a specialty move that he's doing now. It's called the Brutus Ball. It's like, I, I guess if you're going uh, swimming, one of the one of the uh, dives, it's not really a dive, it's called the cannonball. We jump up and tuck yourself into a ball and land in the water, but there's no water here. No. Just hard, hard uh, concrete that's covered in this light uh, uh, matting. That's basically it. So he jumps off the top turnbuckle outside the ring, tries to land on both uh, Eric and Ibar, but they chicken out. They couldn't, they, they didn't take his, his weight. So basically, uh, um, Brutus landed on the ground. He landed feet first, but he landed in a full tuck position. <sighs> Reed Baradine said, wow, I can't believe his ankles aren't broken. <laughs> Something like that. But Wade's absolutely right. This is a crazy move. It's dangerous. Most dangerous I've ever seen. And now if he, if he uh, extended himself out and accepted the ground a little bit more, and then, uh, but he didn't. So this looks like he could, it could have been really disastrous to his entire spine, his legs, his ankles, his spine. His, oof, yeah, could have been, yeah, goodbye career. <sighs> So here we go. Now here we go to natural ending. Um, after a little while of fighting, both to get in the ring, they're both all in like, second wind, each you know, trying to get out of each other, fighting each other, and they all knock each other down. And then this is where Roderick Strong's plan gets into action. Damon Kemp jumps on the rim, jumps on the apron there, getting everybody's attention, the ref's attention at least. Ref goes to Damon Kemp, and then it's Roderick Strong jumping the ring. He's about to take out Ivar. That's right. But instead. It's uh, Julius Creed, I believe. He intercepts Roderick Strong. No, no, no. You ain't gonna help me. We don't need your help. We're the Creed Brothers. So they toss off Roderick Strong. And seconds later, seconds later, it's Julius Creed, I believe, into the double powerbomb. 
Eric with a, with a like the a Yeti sighting, like a Yeti sighting. Eric with the pin. Eric pinned somebody. Wow, I haven't seen that in many years. And of course, he does his most sexual pin, the matchbook cover, doing it all wrong. I mean, I know he tries to cover uh, like, uh, you know, uh, Rhea Ripley or even uh, Gunther. But that's enough of me making fun of Eric. The cosplayer. <laughs> okay, so now here we go. We got um, Le, Le Gato del Fantasma all together again. Apparently, uh, Raul Mendoza. He's been returned safely. He's just been locked in the trunk of a car for a couple hours, so he's okay. They didn't beat him up or anything, you know. They did. He's not swimming with the fishes, like, uh, you know, the other guy from the, uh, doesn't matter. So they want, okay, so yeah. It's Santos Escobar accepts Tony D'Angelo's request of uh, a fight without, and he says, oh, I don't need my guys there. So yeah, it's gonna be one-on-one. -on -one. Or is it? Okay, next up, we go, Outside, it is, uh, of course, uh, Braun Breaker. He had enough for today. He's going home. Forget about it. I'm the champ. I don't have to stick around to the very end. Be a champion. Be the last to leave. I'm going to be the first to leave, damn it. So he's off he goes to go home, you know, to rest up, to beat up some uh, Joe Gacy. And he's out there. Also, it is Duke Hudson's out there greeting him. Like, hell, what do you think about that, eh? You think that's disrespectful? I'm disrespecting you. What do you think, eh? It's like, uh, uh, next time you disrespect me, I'm going to beat you up. And Braun's like, well, well how about you if we have this uh, final two wins now? Let's fight now. Let's go back inside and wrestle. And Duke's like, next week. So, I can only see this. This is Duke Hudson's. Uh, it's going to be uh, cannon fodder to uh, Braun Breaker. Just to show that uh, Braun Breaker's going to be in a, a run. And then uh, to smash Joe Gacy once again. So now here we go backstage. It is a very own Tiffany Stratton giving the uh, some confidence boosts to uh, Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller saying uh, you should take out some Andre Chase and his Chase University is a farce. Now I, I um, kind of uh, um, you know paraphrase most of that, but that's okay. Now in the ring there, it is uh, accompanied by Brody Hay Bodie Hayward, and in the cheering squad, it is Saray, the flag bearer of Chase U. <laughs> it is Chase Andre Chase comes to the ring yeah, with the big uh, reception of the crowd. You know, Chase they're already pushing him. He has his own faction. He's getting bigger. The Chase's brand is getting better. I suppose he's quite the personality. Although I'm not sure why he's not wearing his baby blues. Now the match was a fun match. It was a it was a fun match. It wasn't a great match. It was a fun match. Uh, Grayson Waller gained a little advantage over uh, Andre Chase, and then uh, Grayson goes into charge. Andre Chase uh, kind of backdrops him over top of the top rope, and he lands on Bodie Hayward. Oh my goodness! What a coincidence! So of course Andre Chase is very concerned. Apparently he's concerned over his number one student lover, and so. He goes out there, he throws in uh, Grayson Waller into the ring and, and consoles uh, some Bodie Hayward. Oh, did I hurt you? Did I, I didn't mean to do that. You okay? Everything okay? Yes, yes. And you got someone in the crowd going, look, look behind you. Grayson Waller's setting up. I'm, no, 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 I'm not listening to that because uh, it's going to ruin the ending of the match. So, okay. And then Andre Chase rolls back in the ring. While this is happening, it is... Uh, 
Grayson Waller. He was outside the ring doing his, uh, his run-up uh, rolling uh, stunner. So they all meet in the middle of the ring. Andre Chase turns around just to be face-to-face -face with the stunner. Whammo! Andre Chase loses the match in great fashion. He's going back to his roots, I suppose, Andre Chase's roots of being a jobber. And he's just doing what he does best. At this time, Grayson Waller looking like a star. And with Looking Like a Star, we go backstage. It is uh, the repercussions of the uh, Diamond Mine. Mm -hmm. And I guess uh, Roderick Strong uh, trying to take uh, uh, full control over the whole thing. But confronting Roderick Strong and uh, Damon Kemp is pretty deadly. Making fun of the Creed Brothers. But this only sets up next week will be a tag team match. The Pretty Deadly. Versus uh, Elton Prince, Kit Wilson versus, that's right, the leader of Diamond Mine, Roderick Strong, and Damon Kemp next week. That's going to be fun. A big, big week next week, I tell you. Next week's going to be huge. Huge. So now, here we go. We go to the ring once again with a women's breakout tournament, round one, the final match of round one. And it is... Roxanne Perez versus Kiana James. Now, I believe this is Kiana James' first match. Uh, she's coming off like uh, the, I guess, uh, the, the intellect, the professor style uh, woman. Uh, she's like, uh, yeah, she's like stodgy, uh, not stodgy, but uh, stout. She's very, yeah, she's playing basically the intellect, uh, the professor style, uh, very She's got a gimmick going on right now, and she's uh, looking like uh, the librarian, so to speak. So to speak. So, Candace James. Now, we all know who's going to win. It's going to be uh, Roxanne Perez, because, uh, you know, Roxanne's already won a bunch of matches. This is not her first match in the rodeo. She's been everywhere. Well, in the w NXT, she hasn't. This is uh, not her first match. So, this match was not that good. Honestly, it was not that good. Good and the end sequence was the the PS de Resistance of uh, not very good. Now it is Roxanne Perez tossed into the corner, and then uh, Kiana James goes to uh, for a spear or gore, but I can't say gore. I say spear or gore because she she kind of walks in there and kind of throws her uh, slowly in slow motion throws her corner throws her shoulder into the corner where. Uh, Roxanne, I guess, uh, picks herself up over top and sits on uh, Kiana's back, ready for the, uh, she calls it, the crash landing with the new name of the, uh, um, well, it's a crash landing. Um, I can't remember what it's called before, but regardless, um, it's like the, um, the maestro powerbomb. That's right. So, yes, right. Okay, so nevertheless, um, Cannon James loses and Roxanne Perez wins. Now this match, this finishing move was done by, uh, um, I believe, uh, Zanina Vega. The Code Red it was called Code Red. That's right. The crash landing was also called Code Red. Also a flavor of Mountain Dew. Okay, so now moving on is uh, Roxanne Perez. So I believe the next matches for round two will be Nikita Lyons or Nikita Lyons versus Fallon Henley. And then it's going to be Roxanne Perez versus Lash Legend. I think eventually it's going to be Nikita Lyons versus Lash Legends. 
for another time. They're going to fight again. Their grudge match will continue, I think. I personally think that's what's going to happen. So now here we go into ring with formerly known from MSK, Wes Lee. He was supposed to be fighting Zion Quinn, who is not there personally because he's injured or whatnot, versus Nathan Fraser. Nathan Fraser! Now this match was, was a good match. It was a fun match. It wasn't a great match, I gotta say. Uh, hate to say that, but it's true. It, this match reminded me of the, uh, um, I guess, the cruiserweight division of the, uh, the WCW. That's right. It was like a lot of uh, up, one-upsmanships in this game, in this match. Um, you know, what I can do, what you can do, I can do better type thing. But it was fun if this match actually ended properly, but it didn't. I guess no one could have won this match because uh, they're both up-and-coming talents and uh, none of them could look bad going out, out of this. No one could lose. So how are they going to do that? Why? They have Robert Stone and Von Wagner come in to take them both out. Now... Von Wagner with a big old boot. Uh, Nathan Fraser kicking him out the ring. And then Wesley tries to take out Von Wagner. Does a good job at the beginning. But Von Wagner is the strong, fresher man. And ends up smashing Wesley. Kicking big with a big boot. Knocking him down and picking him up. Picking Wesley up and chucking him. Chucking him from the ring into the commentary desk. However, the commentary desk stayed fast, stayed fast and not broke. So this must have been a real... Hard fall for uh, Wesley. So I guess this is uh, um, Von Wagner staking his claims in the NXT 2.0. Now, I can easily see Von Wagner just absolutely smashing, smashing um, our very own uh, Joe Gacy. Wouldn't have any chance against this guy. I swear, it's ridiculous that Joe Gacy is the main event, uh, the number one uh, contender for the, of the, the NXT Championship. That's ridiculous. I don't get it. I honestly don't. But here we go backstage. We got ourselves a little, uh, little bit of an insult party here. Nathan Fraser and uh, um, Wesley back there. And Sangha back there, kind of making fun of both of them. You guys are so small. So basically, I think uh, eventually it's going to be a, there's going to be a match. It's going to be a Sangha versus a Wesley. Now, of course, Wesley is much smaller than Sangha. Sangha is a gigantic man, but here's the problem with Sangha. He's window dressing. He is window dressing. He is Corporal Kirshner. He is a joke. A joke. He, you know, if he gets, he, if he, he can't take a bump, he gets bumped, he's too hurt. He takes any beating, he cannot take a beating. He's got the glass jaw. The glass jaw. So this one here, may seem like uh, a match that Sangha should handle easily. But this one here, Sangha will 100% lose. So now we go to the main event. Tony is Santos Escobar of Legado del Fantasma without anybody. I decide. Versus Tony Angelo. Now, the great thing about this match, this was by far the match of the night. It was a great match. It was a fun match, great match. It was had all the bells and whistles. It was great. Both wrestlers had their time to take advantage, you know, of, uh, you know, of dominance. But here we go. The final sequence is this. Tony Angelo, he, he uh, decides he scrambles to the corner. He thinks uh, he's going to get his uh, crowbar he's going for. He wants a whack. 
some uh, Santos Escobar with crowbar, but he cannot find his crowbar. No, it's not where anywhere to be seen because they've scouted the area earlier, I guess. Uh, San, uh, Legado del Fantasma. And it is uh, Joaquim Wilde and uh, Raul Mendoza. They say, hey, you looking for this crowbar, you dummy? So and with them out in the entrance ramp, they are attacked also by uh, uh, two dimes and stacks. Two dummies, uh, the Batman villains, sidekicks, are attacking. Um, and so then this gets everybody's attention. They all turn around, they're all looking around, goes on, going on. And uh, while this is happening, in the ring, Tony Danjo turns his attention back onto uh, Santos Escobar while the referee is still concerned about this whole happenings outside the ring, which doesn't really matter at all. Because he's just scuffling outside to get other people can deal with that. So the referee has decided to have 100% tension on uh, stacks and double dimes and, uh, you know, Legado del Fantasma. While in the ring, Tony D'Angelo tries to finish off some um, Santos Escobar. But what he doesn't know that Santos has just dug up a pair of knuckies that's been buried in the mat of the ring. And then knocks him right in the face, right in the face. Tucks the uh, knucks back in his pants and gets the pin. So with a huge win, Legado del Fantasma Santos Escobar beats Tony D'Angelo. But we all know that this, uh, this I guess, gang warfare is going to carry on because there is no authority figure in the NXT. It is a, uh, is a hellscape there. That's right. There's anarchy, total anarchy right now in the NXT. But that's this week. Now, next week, we're going to have some amazing matches. Two, to mention, are the two champions of the NXT 2.0 are going to be fighting. It's going to be, uh, of course, uh, probably going to be non-titles. Braun Breaker versus Duke Hudson. One, they've never fought before. I'm pretty sure Braun Breaker will break up. Or <laughs> I'm pretty sure Braun Breaker is going to win, clearly. But if it's non-title, anything can happen. And then, after that, we're going to have another one. Mandy Rose, a women's champion will be fighting of course the heartbroken indy hartwell that's right so it's gonna happen next week which is gonna be pretty good uh it's gonna be fun uh i'm not sure what to expect in this match uh all i know is uh, mandy rose is uh every time she's in the ring she's always improving which is very good for mandy rose and the company um because there are a lot of great women in the nxt 2.0 right now and what indy hartwell she's one of them can she prove her worth, her merit in the NXT 2.0. This can only show. Next week, we'll prove what's going to happen with these two. It's going to be good or, you know, I'm hoping to for the best. I'm hoping for the best. And with that, uh, that wraps up another week of NXT 2.0. But fear not, listener. We'll be right back with our cynical coverage of the NXT UK right after this short break hey listener it's Lip Hazlywood the host of the wrestling show be sure to check out our YouTube channel that's right we're also on YouTube watch us at the show on YouTube today now back to the program Lewisling. Show, oh, 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 baby.
It's time for the wrestling show to take a very cynical look back at representing the WWE and live from the BT Sports Studios from way across the pond from in London. It's the NXT UK. Let's go. Uh, Wilbo. Wilbo. Welcome back, listener. I'm Lip Hazlywood, and this is all our wrestling shows. Very cynical look back at the latest tapings of the NXT UK. Now, usually the uh, NXT UK has uh, it's a very short show, so it usually has uh, three matches. Sometimes they throw a bonus match in a fourth match. This is one of those weeks. They have a fourth match this week, and I am pumped. I love the NXT UK. It's my favorite brand. Uh, as a matter of fact, I hope one day they will add an, an extra half an hour to that show. Maybe we can have a con- constant five matches every episode of NXT UK. I would like that uh, quite a lot. Quite a lot. I'd like to see five matches on NXT UK. So, now with that said, uh, just... Uh, I'd like to recognize the uh, the voices of the NXT UK. That's right. Um, the commentators slash the play-by-play guys, otherwise known as the, the narrators of the show. Um, first, now these two are one of my favorite, are my favorites. Uh, Andy Shepard, probably. Yeah, yeah, they're both my favorites. Uh, they're both great. Andy Shepard and Nigel McGuinness. Now, without further ado, let's get on to the uh, the show. Now we start off the entire episode of uh, UK with a massive, massive tag team. Well, it's not really that massive. It's a tag team match in the women's division. Um, now the teams are fighting are the one team. They're not, they're not a natural tag team, you know. Um, it's uh, Amale, the French Hope, otherwise known as Amale, but I call her Amale because I'm a jerk. And, and you know what? I bet you like the nice uh, accente. Accente. And uh, her partner is uh, the jobber, the resident jobber of the NXT UK. It's Angel Hayes. Angel Hayes, the resident jobber of the NXT UK. So I wonder who's going to win this match. So, and who are they fighting? And who are these two are going to lose to, by the way? And it is going to be the team of Eloisa Alexander. Eloisa Alexander and Zoya Brooksoid. Hey, Daddy Scoyle. I'm Daddy Scoyle. And her best friend, or I'm not sure what their relationship is. Uh, best friends, sisters, uh, um, cousins. Who knows? But they're fighting. They're probably, they're, they, you know who's going to win this match. Um, it all goes down to the final sequence of the match. It wasn't a run-over match, of course, because Amale's in there, and she's a she's a very talented wrestler in that ring. You know, she's a good talent in the wrestling ring. But you know, it's not going to happen here because the end sequence is uh, it's Angel Hayes in the ring there with Zaya Brookside. Um, Zaya gives uh, Angel Hayes a nice uh, drop toe hold, which uh, puts Angel into the six one nine position prone to the 619 anyways, draped over the second ropes. And then it's uh, Zai Brookside goes and attacks Amale, who's staying there at the tag ropes. Mm-hmm. So 
she attacks uh, Molly, Molly gets angry, but the referee decides to put all his attention onto uh, Molly and uh, Zaya Brookside. While draped over the rope still is Angel Hayes, who gets broadsided by our very own Eliza Alexander, Eliza Alexander, with a flying knee to the side of the head uh, via Roderick Strong. Nice good old flying knee, which puts Eliza out of her mind, you know, just beats, loses. And then with her finishing move, it's uh, Zy Brookside. Wow. This has got to be one of the, uh, one of mo the most ineffective, one of the most ineffective finishers I've ever seen in my entire life. It is uh, Zy Brookside's uh, Broken Wings. Broken Wings. It's like a variation of the backstabber, which uh, the less painful variant. Mm -hmm. I guess it's good to take that move because uh, you feel no pain. Okay, with that said, we got ourselves the winner, Eliza Alexander and Zoya Brookside. Very happy, rubbing it in to the French Hope. But they didn't beat them up after the match. You know, at least they got some class, I suppose. I suppose, Miss Rubber Lips and uh, Zoya, right at it. Right at it! Now, here we go back backstage with uh, Norm Dar and his good friend, Shaw Samuels. Now, Shaw is very upset how he was treated by the very new um, member of Diamond Mine is Damon Kemp. Um, so Damon Kemp is still has a, in the NXT UK has a footprint in there. So coming up will be eventually Damon Kemp and Shaw Samuels. Who's going to win there? I don't know. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. You know, this is the thing. I haven't seen... Uh, um, Norm Dar fighting a little bit. It's disturbing because Norm Dar is an exciting competitor to watch in the ring there. Shaw Samuels. Yeah, the UK wrestlers, they don't, just don't fight enough. Maybe that's good. Maybe absence makes the heart grow fonder. So that's when they fight, don't fight as often. We're just more excited to see them when they're actually fighting. Mm -hmm. I guess overexposure is a real thing. But regardless, we move on to a, uh, a wonderful tag team match. It is uh, representing Die Family. It's the head of the table, Teoman, and his number one, Rohan Raja, and his number one, Charlie Dempsey, um, washing their back at uh, escorting them to the ring. You know. Now, who are they fighting? You might ask. Why the match was set up by last week? Last week with uh, the very poor excuse of, uh, hey, we're pallies, we're Italian pallies. We're the good fellas. It is uh, Jack Stars and Dave Mastiff, the team of Mastiff Stars. Mm -hmm. um, it's good to see one thing for sure, that the NXT UK, they their wrestlers aren't disposable, no matter how um, a little it factor they've got. And, uh, you know, uh, I say it factor because, you know, you got to have a certain uh, je ne sais quoi, a je ne sais quoi to make it around here, you know, the it factor. And uh, I don't think either one of these two got it. But regardless, you need these guys, so you need these ordinary guys to make the special guys pop even more. So, yes, as Dave Massive Jack Stars, clearly I'm not a fan of either one of those two. So here we go in the match. It was, uh, the first half was pretty, it was a, 
give and take match. It was a fun match. It was not the best match in the world. Uh, you, after all, you're only as good as your uh, uh, your opponents. And when I say that, you only the match is only as good as your weakest uh, compartment of the match. And I think uh, it could have been better, but it is. Jack Stars and Dave Master have been that ring too. Uh, so there's a lot of things that uh, was just too scripted and didn't go to plan and just seemed weird. But in the end, it was Jack Stars about to finish it by giving Teoman a powerbomb, a Jack powerbomb, Jack Stars bomb, which is ridiculous to look at because he's such a little guy. He's such a little guy with a big man move. And uh, the difference between Jack Stars and um, Gunther with a power bomb, why Gunther looks like you know he can kill you with a power bomb. Jack Stars is looks hilarious. It looks like a, a joke. So is Jack Stars throwing the power bomb on Teoman, and then is Charlie Dempsey throwing a fit outside, getting the ever so you know beloved jacket, the jacket of Jack Stars. I think I assume it's Jack Stars' jacket, and it starts beating on it, whipping it onto the ground, which gets Jack Stars' attention. He gets all mad and stuff. Oh, how dare you treat my jacket like that? My precious! No! So he goes and he gives him the old high creep, gives him the gives a high cross outside the ring. He drops on um, Charlie Dempsey. Now, Charlie Dempsey didn't get on there, didn't uh, touch anybody. And the jacket would have been just fine. It's leather jacket. I mean, uh, people, they take uh, motorcycle crashes and live on. You know, so just a couple of beatings by uh, Charlie Dempsey would not hurt a jacket, but it hurt Jack Star's ego. So he drops Teoman and goes at it. He starts beating up Jack uh, Charlie Dempsey on the outside, and then we have Rohan Raja comes in from behind, gets uh, Jack Stars and rams him into the post. Well, now, while this is happening, uh, it is uh, Teoman inside the ring uh, getting uh, the ref's attention fully onto him so he does not see the uh, the legal move even though theoretically theoretically getting your hand well okay rohan's not the legal person in the ring in the match right now so he can't touch uh, jack stars um so regardless jack stars gets thrown into the uh, post and then tossed into the ring and then rohan turns around and, and dave massive has a choice either a oh he sees his cheat happen or you think he'd see it happen and, uh, and he sees Jack Stars, his partner, get thrown to the ring, thrown to the ring to the wolves. Now, instead of going, okay, I gotta get wash my partner's back. I better wash my partner's back. No, he doesn't. He takes his time to take himself out of the match by uh, giving, uh, I guess, uh, I guess you can say, a, 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 a sand swanton, you know, a swanton off the apron and squashes or front bump uh, onto uh, Rohan. But they're both out of the match. But inside the ring, it is uh, Teoman and the beaten up Jack Stars. And what happens is um, they don't have a name for it. It's like the front bump DDT, uh, front bump uh, sort of uh, um, cutter. Uh, like it's sort of sort of like the natural selection, you know. Uh, but regardless, it's a fantastic looking move. And Teoman smashes the skull of uh, Jack Stars, Jack seeing stars and his uh is counted for the three count mm -hmm. and die die family wins again and uh, this this is a thing i think about die family i think really 
um, Teoman really should be going for the world championship. I mean, he is the uh, he is that good. I think uh, he's leader of Dai Family, and he should go on to the main individual belts. I personally think Dai should be have a four four people on the team. Um, Rohan should have a tag team partner, and it's not Teoman. It shouldn't be Teoman. Um, to cake on the tag. I mean, Charlie Dempsey, I think he should have an individual title himself. But regardless, I think Die Family is a fantastic faction that should be going far in this business. And uh, thank God they're in uh, NXT UK where they, where they support factions like such and support all their uh, wrestlers. It's unfortunate not all the WWE does. You know, R.A.P. Milk and Bivens, we miss you. So now we go backstage and it is uh, Lash Legends giving her opinion on her opponent coming up uh, next week, uh, Emilia McKenzie. And apparently Lash is not uh, worried at all, not the least bit. He's like, well, you know what, uh, who is Emilia McKenzie? Why? She's just a bag holder for uh, her uh, sensei, Miko Satomura. So yes. And I guess Amelia heard that and uh, the fight brawl ensues. Now, this is going to be, I think, going to be fantastic. I look forward to this. Nope, but regardless, moving on, we go backstage again. I guess Sid Scala, the official, in my mind, the official general manager of the NXT, does not appreciate. I don't understand what he doesn't appreciate. He doesn't, I guess he doesn't like die family. You know, uh, he gets upset with uh, Charlie Dempsey. Now, even though Charlie Dempsey did not lay a finger on any of the opponents, he was very respectful. The only thing he did was uh, play on their uh, egos a little bit by playing with their jacket, getting their attention, but he did not lay a finger on them. So he's, Char he's uh, um, I guess, uh, punishing Charlie Dempsey for that. And his match, his next match, I believe against uh, A-Kid will be uh, him and A-Kid. And no, Rohan Raja and Teoman involved, they're not allowed to be involved in the match. How do you like them apples? So, how we go? Next match is going to be, I don't know, a good match, I guess. It's not really a good match. No, it's not. It is uh, just build up uh, for a future uh, confrontation. And it's not this. It's uh, Josh Morrell. Well, it's Josh Morrell versus Kenny Williams in this match. Now, Josh Morrell is just cannon fodder in this match. Uh, this proved to show the greatness of Kenny Williams. But it's not really even about Kenny Williams either. It's about uh, um, Tiger Turan, I guess, or uh, should I say Amir Jordan? Uh, you know? So basically, Tiger Turan is bigger than Amir Jordan. So there's a, in this match, there's a bunch of mask wearing that I guess the, uh, they got a lot of spare Tiger Turan masks around. And I guess a bunch of people wearing it in the, uh, in the uh, audience, you know, including Tiger Turan. Well, he was eventually going to show himself up. But I guess it's like uh, NXT, you know, I guess the Tigers are like Joe Gacy's uh, little uh, uh, red velvet minions. Mm-hmm. All ready for the boudoir. So now here we go. This match was pretty much uh, Kenny Williams dominant. Ken only things that's going on with Kenny Williams' mind is worrying about uh, being attacked by a, uh, I don't know, Amir Jordan. That's basically it. So this match was drawn out. Kenny Williams could have pinned this match anytime. But eventually, you know, Kenny Williams dominated and he gave his uh, finishing move mm -hmm. right to the, uh, just smashed in the, uh, um, 
Josh uh, Morell. It's true. It's crazy, Josh Morell. I swear he he uh, hit that move really badly. I think there might be an injury. Josh Morell might actually have injured himself uh, during this move. Um, I can honestly see a neck injury by Josh Morell. It was uh, pretty devastating to see him take that uh, uh, front bump DDT like such. So it is, uh, I guess, Amir Jordan or the masked Amir Jordan shows up at uh, the ring ramp. And I guess it's also Kenny Williams overacting in the ring. So this is just a build up for something we all know what's coming. Unless, of course, they decided to throw... No, no, this, we all know what's going to happen. They've been working on this for years. So now we go backstage. They're, they're talking to uh, um, Vaughn Wagner. And then it's uh, his, his eventual opponent. In two weeks, Sam Gradwell comes in there and starts trying to do what Sam Gradwell does best, Gradwell does best and get under your skin. You know, he can talk a little bit. But uh, in the end, it was uh, Sam Gradwell getting face washed, face, face washed by, uh, I guess, uh, Von Wagner. I can honestly see Sam Gradwell getting crushed by Von Wagner in two weeks. So now we go to our main event match. It is the dog collar match. It's Eddie Dennis versus Will Bohr. Wild Boar, you know, all the fans are just chanting his name. They love Wild Boar. They, although, I'm not sure why, but they call him Wilbor. Wilbo. Wilbo. That's right, they're calling Wilbo. Wilbo. That's right, just like the hobbit he is. Wilbo Baggins and his brother. That's right. Um, Mark Andrews or Mandrews Baggins, too. No, here we go. It is, I guess, uh, Eddie Dennis was having second thoughts about the entire match. Like, oh no, I don't think I want to be in this dog collar match. So it is Wilbo who uh, finds him backstage and chases him to the ring. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Chases him and starts beating up in the ring and then beating him up outside the ring and puts him in the ring and gets the dog collar finally on Eddie Dennis. And Eddie Dennis pretty soon, right after that, takes advantage. And then for the first half, now this is pretty done in two parts of the match. First half and second half, first half match was all, well, three parts, really. Uh, the first, uh, before the match, and then at the match has two parts. The match starts and then Eddie Dennis quickly takes control and just, just starts owning um, good old Wilbo. And now here's the thing, uh, after a little bit, Wilbo gets his, uh, it's so ridiculous, turns it around. He turns the, this franchise around in this match and starts giving the beatings to Eddie Dennis. Now, even though Symbiosis were banned from ring, they did make their appearance in the ring where uh, Wilbo went for a pin attempt on Eddie Dennis and out of the sky is so uh, we got ourselves uh, a primate a flying primate right to the guy with a headbutt on uh, Wilbo and with the miscommunication it's so ridiculous it's uh, Eddie Dennis punching out um, a primate Oof! <laughs> hold him still hold him still I'm coming in whoopsie oops I'm Primate, I had a Mr. Grip, Or maybe did uh, Primate uh, let go of Wilbo on purpose? Mm -hmm. Because he did not want to see his old friend Wilbo get battered on the face by Eddie Dennis. So there goes uh, Primate flops out of the ring. Yeah, but guess where's, where's T-Bone? Where's T-Bone head? Nowhere to be seen. I think he did make an entrance, though, but uh, he didn't do anything after that. 
And so it's uh, Wilbo gets full advantage and with the cross face exactly what Eddie Dennis did to uh, Wilbo. You know, with the chain across the face and then the eyes and the pull back with the cross face with the chains and then it's Eddie Dennis gives up. Oh, I give up! Where the hell are you, T-Bone? Where is T-Bone? So, okay. Wilbo with the big victory, which is fantastic. Now, that's it for the matches for today, but next week will be a huge, I think it's going to be a huge uh, week in uh, NXT UK. Uh, at least two of the matches are going to be out of this world. Two of the matches, I think one of them, is going to be a Heritage Cup style match. You know, uh, now, Noam Dar is not involved with this uh, match at all, even though Noam Dar is the Heritage Cup champion. Um, I guess they're still having the Heritage Cup style matches around. So, A-Kid challenges Charlie Dempsey next week at the Heritage Cup style match. So, uh, now with that, Charlie Dempsey will be without Die Family. It was uh, Teoman and Rohan Raja. And then we're going to have another big one. This is going to push both of them. Hopefully, this will push both of them. If, if I hope, assume right, they will push them both at the, both will go at it. I'm pretty sure Lash Legend is hardcore in the ring. Emily McKenzie, um, Emilia, uh, she's got a lot of potential, a lot of potential. And that word potential does not necessarily mean it works out to actual, you know, to fruition. But Emilia has the potential to become one of the best. But she's got a, she's got a lot to work on. It's wrestling. She's got the whole thing. Your wrestling skills is there. Still work on her, uh, yes, everything else. Her look, her look. She doesn't have her proper whole thing going together. I think like, uh, I think uh, um, Rhea Ripley, hers 2.0, her Rhea Ripley re reinvented. I think that Rhea Ripley is, I guess, uh, championship looking Rhea Ripley. I think uh, Emilia needs to find the next level of who Rhea, who or I should say, who Emilia is. Emilia has to find out who Emilia is, just like Rhea Ripley. Find her real film. But I think next week, this will be an amazing match. Lash Legend, Emilia McKenzie. Well, that does it for this week's episode of NXT UK and concludes this segment of the show. But we will be right back with our cynical um, look back at uh, Friday Night Smackdown. So stick with us. We'll be back back after this break. Okay, that's uh, three large coffees and a small pack of assorted donuts. Well, that'll be... Hold on. What is that smell, CV play? I know it anywhere. It's caramelized onions. Wee! I will have a breakfast sandwich with that caramelized onions. Um, caramelized onions. Well, we, we've never served caramelized onions here. Uh... But, if you still like that breakfast sandwich though, you know, that caramelized onion smell it has been lingering here for a few days. It's really hard to get that, uh, get this place uh, aired out. Well, you know, lucky for, luckily for us, the uh, smell uh, brings in more people. I cannot believe my nose. Your people must have started a fresh batch of this caramelized onions earlier because I'm starting to smell the results of this beautiful caramelized onions. Hey, uh, Chapeau, over here. I, I don't think it was your turn to get snacks today. We're just supposed to be here tomorrow. 
Hey, you know, I'll bet you thought this place had caramelized onions. I was here a few days ago as well. Do you suffer from bad gas and noxious odors that are emitting from the depths of your soul that make you completely segregated from everyone? Well, at Wind X, we believe in a beautiful smelling life. Turn your toxic, horrifying smells into a toxic array of beautiful smells that delight the nose. This caramelized onion smell has been you all along, stupendous. Sacre blue, I will never come back here again. And with that daily use of Windex, your disgusting smelly farce will never come back again, as long as you use Windex on a daily basis. This ad was brought to you by Windex. Windex for a beautiful farts. Lewis Ling Show Baby It's time for the wrestling show to take a very cynical look back at representing the WWE and live from Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's Friday Night Smackdown. Air date, May 20th, 2022. Let's go. Uh, Welbo. Welbo. Welcome back, listener. I'm Lip Hazlewood, and this is the Wrestling Show's very cynical look back at the latest episode of Smack It Down. But before we even get started, I'd like to give our very special shout out to the non-competitors. The glue that holds the building together, if you will. First, it's the authority figure. The official, it's Adam Pierce. Then, getting all the pre-match interviews and the backstage scoops. It's Caleb Braxton and Megan Morant. But, and, well, at least not but, but, you know, it's and. Last, but not least, it's the commentator crew. The hosts, if you will. The people who narrate the entire show. It's the veteran, Michael Cole, and his partner, the very volatile Pat McAfee. Now, without further ado, uh, let's get on with the show. Now, I say without further ado, it's very special purposes today. Not that it's a very long show. There's only five matches on this episode, but this episode is very important. It is the actually um, the biggest SmackDown in WWE history. Because it is the main event match will be a tag team unification match. Now this uh, is a big match, uh, big moment, money match, I should say. This is like a, uh, a WrestleMania match, a uh, SummerSlam match, but it is a SmackDown on today, so it is it is huge significance. Now I'm talking about how why this match is so huge, and I haven't said who the competitors are. Unless, of course, you live under rock. Um, the competitors are representing um, the Raw Championship. It is, and defending it is uh, RK Bro, Team RK Bro, Randy Orton and Riddle versus the SmackDown Champions. Defending, um, representing the Bloodline. It's Jimmy and Jay Uso. So this is already going to be a huge 
night. Um, momentous, momentous, I should say, at least. Okay, but we first start off in the ring, of course. It is uh, the bloodline. All them, Jimmy J. Uso, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman hyping up everybody, giving them a good speech. Does what Paul Heyman does best. But when it comes down to this, is this. Uh, Roman Reigns loves his uh, cousins, you know. But if they fail him, he loves them so much. If you fail him, they can't return to the island of reverence, uh, reverency. That's right. So he there uh, pretty much uh, would be uh, ousted from the family. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot on the line riding for the Usos for tonight. So here we go. We go on to our first match. A very important match and probably it came very close to match of the night. It is Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, I'd say this is a fantastic match. Of course, I'm a big fan of both wrestlers. Sami Zayn especially. I think he is a mastermind of wrestling. You know, it's true. He'll be around forever. And then when he's not in the ring, he'll be around wrestling. I'm sure of it. But this match here was uh, all about Shinsuke Nakamura. He uh, breaking out the new look, apparently. A new, slightly new look. No longer with the trousers. No sir Bob. Very streamlined look. Maybe a championship material look. I don't know. But it was a very good match, like I say. Um, now, Sami Zayn has a new uh, technique strategy. It's uh, the count out victory. And uh, doing it very well somewhat uh, kind of uh, backfiring these days but uh, so he's trying it one time he's been knocked out of the ring he gets uh, Shinsuke power bombs him outside the ring he gets it back in the ring but Shinsuke beats the count um, and so the match goes on eventually Sami Zayn kicks Shinsuke out the ring you know they scuffle out there Sami Zayn wants to throw uh, Shinsuke into the ring post but Shinsuke turns it around, throwing Sami Zayn into the ring post, and then getting his uh, crumpled body, and, um, tossing him into the uh, commentator, or the, not the commentator, but the, uh, um, the timekeeper's area. So he was lumped into the timekeeper's area. Shinsuke goes back to the ring. Sami Zayn, now he has got to beat the count. So it gets very close. Seven, eight, nine. He's, he's stumbling up there, but he gets him back in the ring. Sami Zayn actually gets back in the ring before the 10 count. Just barely before the 10 count. But before Sami could even get up or do anything, find out where exactly in the match or what's going on. Chin Sasha. That's right. Chin Sasha. Right in the face. And it's Sami Zayn with a big L under his name. And of course, we all know that uh, I guess Sami Zayn, he really wants to be part of a bigger thing. So he's trying to represent the bloodline. Trying to get some good graces there, but it doesn't help that he loses. And uh, it is uh, uh, Shinsuke with a massive, massive win. Looking good for this year. Now, what's really going to happen with, uh, with everything? I don't know. Um, Sami Zayn, I think, well, regardless, that was a fantastic match. I thought it was a fantastic match. Fantastic match. Now, moving on, we got ourselves a, uh, a... Now, this is why. The big reason. I don't... Maybe they didn't have many matches. They didn't need many matches. So, they needed some filler in this match. And this was a... Uh, this segment here was the Happy Corbin's Happy Talk. It uh, was a complete filler segment. Um, I guess he's promoting his new name. Uh, Baron Corbin or Happy Corbin uh, promoting his new uh, image. His new gimmick is uh, the Big Bald Wolf. But I'm pretty sure the bald will disappear. He's probably just be the wolf, I guess. Uh, 
but right now he's going with the big bald wolf so who knows i can th i think i see another gimmick change for happy corbin coming in the near future but right now he's got some business in the ring with his happy talk just filling in time talking about you know madcap moss and the, the relationship they had and he takes that andre giant trophy which once upon a time meant something but I always knew this trophy was kind of like, uh, eh, how they treated us last time. It was kind of embarrassing. So he did what any respectable human would do, put the trophy out of its misery. So he smashes it up and carries uh, DeAndre Giant, uh, I guess the, the copper casting, up high. Um, yeah, that trophy was an eyesore, was ridiculous. But at least the casting was pretty fantastic looking. Um, so now... Of course, uh, Madcap Moss is out for a bit. I guess he got crushed with a chair and uh, the, uh, the trophy before it was broken. So I guess this feud will carry on. Who knows how long this will carry on for. But regardless, I'm pretty sure we're going to see some gimmick changes. And speaking of changes, we got some changes happening right now with Drew Gulak. His career did many changes of Gulak. Uh, now, last week, uh, Gunther destroyed Gulak destroy Gulak you know uh, but this week here it is part two Gunther versus Drew Gulak now of course uh, Gunther's uh, right hand man it is Ludwig Kaiser formerly known as uh, Marcel Bartel but yeah everybody's going with new names it's really hard for me to, to remember all these new names but regardless Ludwig Kaiser introduces the end of uh, Drew Gulak and it is Gunther enters the ring now with the no time flat drew gulak has a couple of slaps in but regardless drew gulak gets smashed he gets and then power bombed so hard it's just ridiculous drew gulak i don't know drew gulak's getting matches where he's got to really rethink his career so he gets just folded up pinned by uh, just mercilessly pinned by gunther uh <clears throat> Gunther easily crushes Drew Gulak. What's Drew Gulak going to do? I reiterate all the time I talk about Drew Gulak. It's time for Drew Gulak to go to the NXT UK and stay there for a bit. Be the Philly brawler in the UK. You know? Um, be the Philly brawler. Be a part. Join forces with the team that's red hot right now. At least uh, they haven't really done much. But they're still red hot in my mind. It's Ono Omdar and uh, Shaw Samuels. Uh, so now after the match, Gunther, uh, I guess, uh, puts an explanation on things by uh, putting on, um, just turning a guru, Drew Gulak into a pretzel. It was uh, it's pretty brutal. Mm -hmm. So now we go on backstage. Is Adam Pierce? I guess he's welcoming, maybe? Or it's either... No. <laughs> you might think it's uh, L.A. Knight, but it's not. It's not really L.A. Knight at all. It's his uh, half-brother. Unlike uh, Elias and uh, um, Ezekiel, who are brothers. These are half-brothers. One is... Uh, this is uh, Max Surprise. Uh It's a brother of uh, L.A. Knight. From... Uh, France. Now, Max Dupree's whole thing is uh, he's he, uh, CEO of a modeling agency called Maximum Male Models. Only men can apply. Thank you very much for Max Dupree. And apparently, Adam Pierce like, who, uh, who hired you? 
And you say, well, Sonya Deville hired me. It's like, you know, we fired Sonya Deville many weeks ago. So uh, I question your entire contract. <laughs> oh my goodness. It is hilarious. But you know, LA Knight's redefining himself again, which is good. Let's see what he can do with this. Uh, I guess he's got a staple now of uh, pretty boys. We don't know any of the pretty boys yet, but pretty soon we will. So now what's up next? We got ourselves some uh, Kayla Braxton um, with uh, RK Bro. They seem very confident with their match coming up against the Usos, thinking they're going to uh, unify. And then we go backstage again to another part it is uh, in Gorilla, where uh, Shotzi and uh, Aliyah are talking about how they should have been uh, fighting. Uh, uh, it's ridiculous. And then. Uh, of course, Raquel Gonzalez comes out and uh, Shotzi tries her best. She does really good. She sticks up against for her. She uh, talks down to the very taller uh, Raquel. And this is just the beginning of the end for Shotzi. You know? With all the women watching backstage to this match, it is Raquel Gonzalez versus Shotzi. Not, <laughs> just rhymes with Nazi. She's no Nazi. <laughs> just rhymes with Nazi. <laughs> Shotzi the Nazi. Come on now. She's not all that, is she? Okay, so regardless, it is Raquel versus Shotzi. In the ring, it was uh, pretty uh, fun. Um, Shotzi much smaller, but she's using her intellect and her uh, high-flying moves. Her blitzkrieg, if you will, in that ring. But it is uh, Ro uh, Raquel Rodriguez throwing her around a little bit near the end of the match. Final sequence is uh, a couple of fallaway slams. Following that up with a now... Michael Cole called it a corkscrew splash, but he is completely wrong. It's actually a corkscrew Santon. A splash, you land on your belly with a splash, you fool. She landed like a Santon on her back. So, and after that, she finishes off Shotzi with a gigantic Chicona bomb. Mm -hmm. She picks her up like she's a puppet, and then she slams her onto the ground. Mm -hmm. That's right. You look kind of weird, but uh, yeah, this sprawling pin by uh, Raquel. She gets a big victory. Moving on, I guess. Yeah, the thing's looking bright for Raquel. But unfortunately for Shotzi, another big loss. I think the last time she, yeah, she's a, the beat the clock match loser. To, oh boy, yeah, Shotzi. Mm -hmm. A lot of personality, but zero wins. So now we go backstage. It is uh, Kayla Braxton with Xavier Hoods. And uh, Mr. Hoods, formerly known as King, he dropped that real toot sweet. I can understand why if your best move is the roll-up. So, he's talking about revenge on Pete Dunn, or should I say, the Butch. And uh, he's like, well, Butch, basically, if uh, I challenge you, and if uh, by yourself, you keep the Fight Club, Seamus and Rich Holland back. If you don't, you're, you know, you're not the butch. You're a bitch if you need their help. Okay, paraphrasing, never said bitch at all. No one says bitch except me. So it's Xavier Wood versus bitch. I'm sorry, it's butch. Now this match, butch. Now, butch. There's a saying, I think. Uh, I think uh, Robert Downey Jr. once said it in uh, Tropic Thunder. It's like uh, going a retard, going full retard. No one goes full retard. It doesn't work. And this is what uh, Butch is. He's gone full retard. As in full spaz. Um, there's no 
a multiple dual personality to this guy. So really, the whole thing was uh, Butch beating up uh, Xavier Woods, Xavier getting a couple moves in there, but the end sequence was Butch just pounding on his face on the ground, round and pound, just like the uh, hammer fist to the face. And then getting up, and then setting himself up for, now, okay, this whole thing is uh, Xavier Woods and Butch, this is not their first encounter, not their second encounter, this is their third encounter. Now, the first two encounters, Xavier Woods beat Butch with a roll-up. He calls it the uh, taking it in the rear. So basically, Butch has been taking it in the rear the past two times he's fought uh, um, Xavier Woods. Now, will Butch be taking it in the rear again tonight? Why, yes, he does. After the pounding his face into the ground, Butch stands up and walks towards Xavier Woods where he's caught again um, and taking it in the rear by Xavier Woods with a roll-up. One, two, three. Um, I guess Butch bitches uh, runs away into the crowd. Xavier Woods celebrates and he, until he gets, to, of course, to the, uh, the ramp area, you know, the entrance area, where he's meted by both uh, Seamus and Ridge Holland, and then Butch comes and attacks him from behind like a little bitch. So now we go backstage. It is Megan Morant getting a big scoop, a massive scoop, with uh, Xavier Hoods. Xavier Hoods! Now, Xavier Woods uh, was very disappointed with the whole thing, and next week, apparently, there's going to be a six-man tag. And since Big E um, broke his damn neck, they got to recruit, they got to have a replacement. They're replacing Big E, whether it's temporary or full-time. I'm pretty sure it's, uh, it's, they're saying it's temporary, but we all know, depending on how the chemistry goes. But we're going to see the New Day recruiting a new partner. Big news. Now, here we go. Let's catch you up from Monday Night Raw. Big news. Where there was supposed to be the main event match was supposed to be a six-pack challenge. Um, the tag team, women's tag team champions, um, Sasha Banks and Naomi, and their tag team partner, Oscar versus uh, Becky Lynch and Dewdrop and uh, uh, Nikki, almost a superhero. Now, the problem with this is um, the tag team champions, Sasha Banks and Naomi, left the building. They left. They felt they needed more respect in the division, the tag team division, which is non-existent, should never exist. But the women's division is doing wonderful. But the, the tag team in the women's division is, is laughable. So they basically, they took their belts, they dropped off at the office, and they went home. So uh, this is Michael Cole giving us the update. And the beer, pretty much, um, they're suspended indefinitely. Um, Sasha and Naomi, the Muppets of wrestling. They got so much fake hair, they look like Muppets in the ring. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, but there are a lot of Muppets in the wrestling. It's seriously, it got to stop. Okay, so they left and they've been suspended indefinitely. I can honestly say this. They've probably already got their contract signed with AEW. They're probably already on their way there. Mm -hmm. When going gets rough, that's right. When going gets tough, Sasha Banks packs up her shit and goes. Mm-hmm. It's not the first time, but they still, they always welcome her back with open arms. But she always takes things for granted. And this time she's taking Tiffany Fatu with her. So now next up, we got ourselves a big, big main event match. This is huge, huge. The uh, tag team unification title match. RK Bro, Randy Orton, Riddle just wants to unify their titles. 
but also the Bloodline wants to unify their titles, Jimmy and Jey Uso. Now, who's going to win this match? This match was, of course, riveting. It was, it was match of the night. Not easily match of the night because Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura tore it down in the beginning, but it was very, it was just barely match of the night. It was great match though. So here we go. In the end, now this was give and take both sides. It's going to happen now. We're going to cut right down to the final sequence. Now here we go. Is uh, Jimmy or Jay Uso? Jay Uso takes to the top rope where Riddle jumps up and greets him up there. They start stuck, um, um, tussling on the top rope there. Riddle goes for the RKO on the top. While he's trying to get set up with the RKO, it is Paul Heyman, who was, in fact, in the commentary in this whole match. He gets off commentary and distracts the referee, jumping onto the apron, or actually trying to slide into the ring. Because he can't jump onto the apron. He has to try to slide into the ring. Referee's like, no, no, no. So he goes right to uh, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's like, yes, yes, stick here. We're about to do something really nasty. You don't want to be part of this. You don't want any of this. And while, while the referee's like, okay, just tell me when to turn around. It is. Roman Reigns coming from behind. And uh, he grabs on, anchors down Jey Uso to the uh, apron, to the uh, a turnbuckle. And then Riddle goes for the arcade bro. He... Well, it's unsuccessful, clearly, because he does not pull Jay Uso off the ropes. So, Riddle is down. Oof! He knocks the wind out of himself. You know, if he did hit it, he wouldn't have knocked his wind out of it. It doesn't make any sense. So, regardless, Riddle's down, knocked the wind out of himself. Um, Paul is like, okay, ref, you can turn around now. It's okay. So, he does so. Jay Uso goes on top, sets himself up for an Uso splash. Not a very good one. It's not a good Uso splash. You know, he's like vertically splashing somebody. It's weird. Um, yeah, he's got to learn some stuff from Montez Ford. Uh, you think the greatest tag team in the world would uh, you not know how to... Regardless, Uso splash. Um, Riddle gets pinned. One, two, three. We got new champions. Now, before they can be crowned, it is the entire bloodline. Uso, Jimmy Uso, Jay Uso, and Roman Reigns obliterating... Randy Orton and Riddle after the match, just putting them through, uh, and they actually put Riddle through a table. A big old splash on the table. I'm pretty surprised. Uh, I believe it was uh, a Jey Uso. Went off the, for the big splash and almost missed. He just nailed himself off the corner of the, the announce table. Terrible thing. Um, but regardless, it is the Usos, the bloodline, who dominate the WWE. Um, now, it's my opinion, I think to most people's a lot of opinions now, that uh, clearly the greatest of all time are in the ring right now. It is uh, Roman Reigns proving himself to be the greatest to ever lace on a pair of boots. The Usos proving themselves to be the greatest tag team that has ever walked the planet Earth. Um, not just the fact that they're, they're tag team uh, still, because... You know, they've been tag team for so long and they're still together. And in WWE, that is a miracle. Just to be a tag team that long, they should be the greatest tag team ever. You know, because the WWE definitely does not keep tag teams together at all, and especially in women's division. And that wraps up, um, wraps it up for another uh, week of SmackDown. And also concludes this episode of uh, the podcast. Be sure to join us again next week for an all-new episode of The Wrestling Show. And 
for all of you wonderful listeners that stuck with me to the very end, you I hold a very special place in my heart for you. And remember, you matter. See you next week. Lewis Ling Show oh, 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 Baby